Hello lovely listeners and welcome to another edition of the Author to Author podcast. It has been an exciting week in the Haynes household. Firstly, I am the finalist of the prestigious Batten Award in the Paulette Wilson Campaigner category. I am absolutely overwhelmed because I followed Paulette's story as it unfolded on social media. Paulette Wilson was detained by the Home Office not once but twice under the government's hostile environment, more commonly known as the Windrush Scandal. She successfully fought her case and campaigned for others until her untimely passing in July 2020. I am not worthy to walk in her shoes, but I am ecstatic about my work. Raising issues of domestic abuse has not gone unnoticed. Good luck to the two other women in this category, and we will find out who the winner is on the 24th of November, 2022. Cross everything for me. Secondly, after two years in the making, I will be working in collaboration with Sham Mahadia, proprietor of Lyman Beach Club in London, to bring you the Lyman Book Club, and you're all invited. Follow me on Instagram at LovingTheAuthor to find out more information of when the club starts and what books we will be discovering. Can you believe we are at episode 5 already? I interviewed the lovely Temi Teo Oni, author of Be Gone, To Fight or To Flight. Let's dive into her interview now. See you on the other side. Hello there, Temi. Thank you for joining me on the Author to Author podcast. How are you doing? Good evening, um, Pam. I'm very well, thank you. That's good. Thank you for giving us not one, but two copies of your beautiful book, which is called Be Gone. It's very, very tactile. I'm loving the books that are coming through at the moment, almost like a velvety feel to it. Who designed your book cover and what inspired you to do it this way? It was designed by MacDonald Ehemme. We'd worked together in branding a couple of years ago and he's the best person in graphics I know. So I reached out to him and told him I've written a book. I need a cover in two weeks. I'll tell you about that later. And he, he he said, okay, he wasn't going. So I showed him the book covers I liked. And he was like, no, 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 I don't like those traditional covers. He wants to do something different. So I gave him the idea because of the wordplay be gone um, and the whole idea of the book. I wanted the words to drag the flower and everything. And I kind of did a mock-up on my phone for him and showed him what I wanted and came up with this fantastic cover i i loved it i i love the way he did it and then the velvet is thanks to amazon so i opted for the matte cover and when i saw it this way i really really loved it yeah oh yeah i mean it's definitely a book that's going to stand out on the shelf isn't it when you when you see it so that's fantastic so tell us about be gone what is the book about so Begone is the story of a couple um, who have to grapple with abuse. The wife, the main character, Arabako, 
has been abused by her husband over a certain number of years. And one day she's just had it and she has to flee or she chose to flee. And um, the same day her husband has an accident. And in having that accident, he loses his memory. And so both of them, it's about both of them finding themselves all over again. She herself, because she realized she'd lost herself in being in that marriage, and he himself, because he realized what he'd been doing, kind of. So it's it, it's the story of their journey, self-discovery, and um, let me not give the rest away. <laughs> No, no, no. We have to give something, um, you know, we have to make people go out and buy the book to find out what happens next. But yeah. what inspired you to write the book, Be Gone? So it started out as an assignment. I, um, when I started trying to get serious at writing a couple of years ago, I did the, the Open University Start Writing Fiction course. And there was this assignment that said, listen on the radio, um, whatever they're saying there, and just write something. And that's how it was a 300 word assignment. I was like, okay, we hear so much about um, violence and things that happen in the nick of when it's happening. But what we, we rarely give thought to the mind of the abused, what they're thinking, what goes on and all of that. So I wanted to write from that perspective. And so I did the short story, what the feedback, and then a few years later, there was this competition, um, Writivism, Uganda. So I was, I, I, I wanted to enter, I picked up, I was like, okay, let me pick one of my stories. And this was the story I picked. So I expanded it to about 300, 500 and something words. But during the pandemic, when we heard about so much violence going on because people were cooked up together, I saw other people writing stories on their WhatsApp status. And I decided to share that story. I, you know, Buffed it up a bit because I, you know, my writing had gotten better, and the feedback it got was so amazing. You know, people were like, "Oh, they were arguing," and people were like, "Look, look, I can't wait. You're dropping it, you know, six pages at a time. I want the full thing." I was like, "Um, you have to wait because I'm editing as I'm sharing." At the end of seven days, the full story was done, and they were like, "No, no, 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 no. It can't end this way." Um, what happened to this person? What's this? And you know, it was all that. And I was like, okay, is this my writing? People are so ecstatic about and all of that. I was like, okay, you know what? I would buff it up to about 15 keywords and give you something that will satisfy you. But two months later, I was still into 20k. I wasn't done. And but I was trying to keep to my promise because integrity is something that is very dear to me. So I was like, okay, I would finish it. I looked for an editor. Here's 20k words. I'm still writing the story, but start editing. And that's what happened. And that's how the story came out. Oh, that's fantastic. And um, I mean, before then, you were the other side of the um, publishing, weren't you? Were you doing copywriting, et cetera? Tell us about that. Oh, okay. So I'd worked in banking for about 12 years, but I knew I wanted to write. I always wanted to write. And I left banking. I went to advertising school. And um, I started, I went into branding, really. Um, I, I went into ad school because I was looking for where I could learn some writing I could make money from. Because my husband would say to me, when I say I want to leave the bank for writing, he'll say, where's the money? As in, where's the money? As in, 
you know, and my mom had that, you know, people had that opinion, like, who makes money from writing? So I'd found out copywriting was something that was commercial. So I, that's why I went to advertising school, then I discovered brands. And I sort of found out that I was not in the wrong place because at my marketing experience in the bank, um, with the advertising, with my writing, they all seemed to come together very well together. So that's 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 how I got into that space. And yeah, that's my journey here. So when was your book published? It was published in August 2020, 29th of August to be exact. And I published it first on Amazon. And then I did the actual book in December after I'd gotten enough people that were interested. And then I said, okay, let me do the fiscal book in December. In Nigeria, by the way. Oh, you published your book in Nigeria? Yes, I was in Nigeria. I published in Nigeria. That's fantastic. And how well is the book doing? It's done fairly well. I so I made um, 500 copies of the book and I still have about 100 left um, physical copies back home in Nigeria. And then online, I have sold quite some copies, maybe not as, you know, crazy as that, but I have sold some copies online. And I like what tickles me the most is when people give me feedback and or especially people who don't know me, I, I get an email, a message on a DM and they're like, oh, this book, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So my writing is getting somewhere and it's actually working. It's not just those who know me, but people actually do like it. Yeah. So, yeah. so where are you based in the world now? Because I was under the impression that you're based in the UK. Right now I'm based in Norwich. So after I did art school and tried to start up in branding, I took up um, an, a master's course at the University of East Anglia in brand leadership. So I just finished my master's in brand leadership this, well, September. So right now I, I am in Norwich and I'm trying to see to settling down here in the UK. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the UK and congratulations on passing your master's as well. It's no mean feat. I really do admire people who can have an experience of being at university and then go back to do a master's as well. I just think um, for me, that would be madness. But um, I really do admire people who are able to do to able to do that. So what's next in terms of your book projects? Is there a book two out there? Um, so when I finished the book, some people were like, okay, they still want to know what happens next, especially because of the way the book ended. And I was like, I'm not quite sure because one of my um, reviewers, in-house reviewers who looked at it with me was like, okay, this is a sweet end and you should keep it there. And I was like, okay. So I'm not quite sure whether to go forward to push the story the idea I thought of was to pull the string of one of the characters and build the story out of that. So I'm not quite sure, but I do have um, two works in progress. One I just pulled out recently. I have um, Vengeful Affair, um, which I am restarting. I'd written it before. I got someone who was interested um, here and she's, we've talked and I'm trying to redo that. And then I recently signed up for the escalator at the National Center for Writing. And I brought up a completely different book for that. So if I do get on the escalator, I will be writing the other book. Otherwise, I'll focus on Vengeful Affair. 
Right. Okay. And when is that book, Vengeful Affair, likely to come out? I now think sometime next year. And I know that even in the book I wrote, oh, it should come out next year. But now I have more pressure to do that. And I'm hoping to have it out sometime next year, maybe middle to the third quarter. Oh, fantastic. I look forward to hearing about that book as well. So when you're not writing, how do you spend your downtime? What are some of your hobbies? Uh, okay, so over the years, I'd say reading because, yeah, that's what the connection with writing is. Um, reading. Um, since I got here in Norwich, and my head has mostly been in the books. But I do like to spend time with people, meet people, especially now that I'm in a new place, meet people um, and get to know places, travel, see new places as well. Yes. So those are things. That I so I get the impression that you haven't been in the UK for very long. But what is it that you like about being in Norwich so far? Norwich is quiet, relatively quiet. It's not too busy, not too quiet. And um, I have met some fantastic people, really, really supportive and fantastic people. So I think maybe the people and then the general atmosphere of things. That's wonderful. Do you have your book nearby? Yes, I do. Yes. Excellent. Um, will you honour us by reading a couple of paragraphs from your book? The cool chill of the air conditioner nudges told you to wakefulness. Shivering instinctively, he stretches his hands, pulling the covering over his body. The thin bedsheet does little to stem the coldness of the atmosphere, but his focus is snatched away by the searing soreness gyrating all over him and his constricted neck. From the quietness around him, white walls within his line of sight and the metal stand dangling a bag of drip over his body, he realizes he's in the hospital and tries to remember why this is so. He vaguely remembers parking at the bus stop, but no other memory turns up. Having evaded any major illnesses since his bout of typhoid fever while in the university, he feels strange lying incapacitated on a hospital bed. His reverie is broken by the appearance of a nurse. Oh, Mr. Cole, you're awake. He tries to speak, but can only muster a groan. Uh, uh, mm, uh. She reaches out to him saying, relax, save your strength. The accident has taken its toll on you. You have had one operation, but the doctor says he can't do another until your blood pressure is stable. Toju is confused. By her comment. He's always had a steady and healthy heart. He remembers being mocked with the title tyrant with no heart by the office physician during a medical workshop at work. Because his blood pressure has always been remarkable, remarkably normal for a man his business in his business, he recalls laughing at his audacity and cheekiness to say it out loud. He smiles weakly. It's good that you have it. You can smile through this. That's definitely a sign that you're a fighter. When she's done checking his pulse, she briefs him. You can't have visitors yet, but the doctor will be back to check on you. Try to keep your neck still and your body aligned. 
Nasadia and I will be outside in case you need anything. Just press the big button and someone will come. She places the call button attached to his bed to his hand and leaves quietly. Thank you very much. It's all, I'm already drawn in. I want to know what happens um, to the character um, next. Um, so thank you very much for reading that. So Temi, what's the dream for your books? What do you imagine? What do you dream? Um, how far you can go with them? I would like to see my books drawing an international audience. People getting to know and understand the people and the places I am from. Um, I feel like people don't have a full view of things. And my books are a way of helping see different types of people that come from Nigeria. Also, I think that I'd like to help people experience other people so that it broadens our view of the world and people. And by because I think that my book gives you an over-the-shoulder view of something happening and all of that, being in the moment. And the unfamiliar, sometimes we see people and we assume. But when we get to know more about their lifestyles and what's going on with them, we can recognize it around us. And like in the case of the people in my book, to be able to recognize someone who might be abused because of the signs that you recognize from the stories I've told. So I want my, my book to be a window for people to be able to connect with other people and not just people, you know, dark skinned or from Nigeria, people around the world to also be able to see that from the stories I tell. Oh, that's a beautiful thing to say. I like that, um, looking over your shoulder, you know, in, in real time and seeing what's going on. And, you know, people do have stereotypes of others from different places as well. But describe Nigeria to us. And um, what does a typical day in Nigeria look like for you? Nigeria, um, I will tunnel in on Lagos, which is where I lived and come from. It's a busy, busy city, lots of cars. Traffic is something you would associate with Lagos. Um, bustling crowds of people, people always on a mission, you know, walking, briskly going somewhere and coming. And I, I, I guess it's busyness. It's just that business. People always on a mission. Whatever time of day, as early as 5 a.m., 6 a.m., the streets are beginning to burst out with people going and coming. And 11 p.m., it's still busy on the roads in Nigeria. Also, you get a rich culture because Nigeria is made up of over 250 cultures. So people of different languages and tribes are also speaking. So you can be in a community and you can learn different languages or at least get a grasp of some basic terms just because we're a mix of culture and a mix of people. So it's not just straight up, oh, we're all the same. There's always variety, the food, variety, the dance, and on weekends, the parties. The parties are to die for. There are always parties everywhere on the weekends and they're always fabulous. It can be very, very fun to be in Nigeria. Are you homesick? Definitely. <laughs> so I've been saying over the past few um, weeks, like, okay, 
I can't wait until my next time in Nigeria. And the first thing I'm going to do is proper Nigerian food. <laughs> you know, there's these meals that I miss that I cannot just um, replicate exactly here, but I would love to have to eat them. So that I said food, what was the other thing? There's something else I've always, I've been saying, but particularly first, first, first on the list is the food. Um, I don't miss the traffic. It's nice to be able to go somewhere on schedule. Um, but yeah, definitely the food. Maybe some of the parties do, because like I said, I like to be around people. And um, that's sometimes what parties do for you. You get to see family, meet new people. So maybe some of that. But yeah, mostly the food. Well, I hope you get the opportunity to um, travel home soon, you know, to experience life in Nigeria again. That would be absolutely wonderful. Temi, if people wanted to get hold of your books directly from you, how would they do that? Okay, directly from me. Okay, so I have a website, which is timmytony.wordpress.com, where you can order a book from. Um, my book is available on Amazon. In Nigeria, it's on a couple of stores, but I don't have it out in the stores here. I'm hoping to be able to do that soon. But it is available on Amazon so that, you know, whether you want the print or on Kindle, um, you can do that. But you can also order directly from me on my website, timmytony.wordpress.com, or chat me up on Instagram at timmytokwetaiwodi. That's fantastic. What advice would you give to an aspiring writer who wants to um, publish their own books? What's your top tip that you would give an aspiring writer? I, I would just imitate um, Nike here and say, just do it. Because I wasn't planning to, I was planning to write a book. I have been planning to write books every year on until that year. But that was not the book I planned to write. And just because I got um, motivation from people's um, fascination with the story I wrote, I just did it and it happened. And so I think that if you if you feel like you want to do it, go ahead and do it. Throw caution to the winds, write the book, finish it. That's the first thing. And then once it's finished, thank God for Amazon and other self-publishing um platform put it out there put it out there put yourself out there someone and the, you know I was told someone there's always an audience for your book someone will like your book and it might just change one person's life it might change 10,000 people's lives but just do just do it I, I used to call myself a writer in the closet because I was very uh, insecure about writing so I've been writing since I was very little my sister was my first audience but I was so scared of writing for the world. And I did a writing course with Ekete Ete a few years ago. And she said, one of the exercises, she said, um, okay, so this week you're going to write a series. Find a story. Every day you're going to drop part of the story every day and put it on your Facebook. I was like, Facebook? I was like, how? No, and all of that. And I did it and people liked it, but I was, I was still very like uncomfortable. But you just have to be comfortable. And if you're so uncomfortable with it, you use an alias. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just love that idea. I love the idea of it being a series 
that goes out every week or every couple of weeks to a selected audience. It's very reminiscent of a book called um, Keisha the Sket by Jade LB. That originally started out on MSN Messenger, you know, that used to go out and, you know, each week people would tune in to find out what the latest um, paragraphs were about. And it gripped everybody back in the, I would say, the late 90s, 90s early 20s. Yes, 90s. You know, it really gripped everybody. And, um, you know, she finally got a book deal for her book from Penguin, but her audience was already captivated. It was going to be a success because she had been drip feeding everybody chapters from her book for years. So it's wonderful to now to hear that that was the method that you used. And as you said, you're recommending to aspiring authors, just get a little bit of your work out there, you know, start cultivating your audience. And then you've already got an audience that's gripped and, and, and waiting for your book when it comes out. So that sounds really fantastic. So congratulations on that. Yeah. Timmy, we have come to the end of our interview already. Yeah. Thank you. Again, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for um, inspiring um, would-be writers who are coming up through the ranks. Thank and you. I wish you every success with your with your book. Promise me that you'll come back when the <laughs> second and third books are published. I would love I to interview promise. you again. I promise. I promise. I'd like to know what did you think about it? Uh, to be honest with you, I've just dipped into it. But hearing you read from your book today has inspired me. I want to know more. Um, as you're aware, domestic abuse is very close to my uh, my yeah. heart. But I think that the idea, the whole idea that the perpetrator has lost his memory is what I find fascinating as well. Um, yeah. So, so yes, it's, it's definitely one that's going to be on my um to be read list uh quite short okay. uh, quite quite soon so i'm looking okay. forward to having a, a, re a read into that and you read it very well you know so i'm okay. hoping that there is um an audio book um okay. in the offering as well because I that's the way um so i joined the i joined the book club on clubhouse called humans reading books and the first week they saw there was an author and then they said they wanted to read my book and Apart from reading my book, um, I've been doing some reading of the books we've been reading. And this month particularly, I've been doing a lot of reading. So I guess that's where I've gotten my practice from. And also when we're reading someone else's book, a publisher came into the room and she's interested in my book, um, the publisher of Aka Books in Ghana. And she's, uh, we're talking now about doing an audio book because she's an audio publishing company. So we are talking about doing an audio book for Begon and soon. For me, 90% of the um, my books are audio books. Mm -hmm. And um, and I do have all the books that I have for the podcast I will read. Um, I will read eventually, but 90% of my books are audio books. So I think that's the way to go. If you're given the opportunity to turn this into an audio book, then you must take it up because you have a remarkable voice as well that lends itself to an audio book. So that would be fantastic. 
as I said again, thank you so much for joining me on the Author to Author podcast. I wish you every success. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It is competition time now. Temi is working on her second novel. But what is the working title of that book? Leave me the correct answer on Instagram at lovingtheauthor by this Friday to win a copy of her first novel, Be Gone. Have a wonderful weekend ahead and see you next time. Bye for now.